Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you get financial independence, quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by investing in real estate so you never, ever have to work a job again. Today, I'm super pumped to bring on a fantastic real estate investing expert who literally has 60-plus properties, as well as invests in other asset classes, and even lends out his own money like the bank does, but he also lends it to investors so that they can get wealthy, and he makes money like a bank, and he's going to show us how he does it and how you can do it as well. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, hey, what's up? Super blessed as always to have you here with me on the show. Now, there are so many good things going on in the real estate investing market. Now, I know a lot of people might be thinking, well, well, Dustin, I mean, interest rates are really high as well as prices are still really high. Well, I'll be telling you the very, very honest truth. If you already have a business built and you already know where you're going to invest and you're already buying properties, it's actually not that hard to find more and more properties. In fact, just a couple episodes ago, I interviewed one of our students at Master Passive Income. His name's Pranith. And literally in two months has five properties that has six doors, one's a duplex, but six units as well as in two months now has over, I want to say it was like $2,000 a month in passive income. He's doing an amazing job. Now, if you don't have that built yet, you need to start working on that. Like right now, something going on for me is I'm literally investing in St. Louis. I told you about it last week, how I am now sending out mailers to actually get off-market deals. Now, here's a crazy thing. Now, eventually, you're going to get to this point. You're going to get to this point in your life where in your investing, you're going to have a little more money than you probably normally would, and the government is going to want to take a lot of money. So what's going on with me right now is in November, I called up my accountant, and I said, hey, accountant, that's not his name, but hey, accountant, his name is Josh. Hey, Josh, how much money am I going to have to pay in taxes if my income is this, is X, Y, and Z? I'm not going to tell you the total numbers. I don't need to do that. But I called him, and he said, well, you're going to have to pay X amount of numbers, and it was a lot. I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of money in taxes, and I said, oh, my goodness, I don't want my money to go to taxes, number one. Number two, I know the government does not spend my money very well. They spend it poorly, like very, very poorly. I could spend my money much better than that. So I asked him, well, Josh, what do I do to not spend or have my money go to taxes? And he says, you need to have more expenses. You have income, but your expenses are not high enough. You need to spend money. I was like, oh, Josh, I don't, want, I don't like spending money. Like I, now, I love having financial assets. I love having generational wealth. So when I heard him say spend money, because he said spend money, I thought, well, I just don't want to buy things that don't make me money. Well, he said, you need to buy a truck. If you buy a truck, then that's really going to help you because 75 to 80% of that can be written off by the IRS. So you're going to be paying less in taxes. I was like, okay, well, we've literally only had one car for like 10 years now. You guys know how frugal I am. In fact, I did an episode it was probably like in 2019 where I brought an SUV, our Honda Odyssey that we had for like eight years. It finally died, like literally crashed and died on us. So we bought an SUV. So, but we've always had just one car because we're pretty frugal and I don't need a second car. It's just not that a big need. But he said, buy a truck, 
spend a lot of money on it and buy a truck because that's going to bring, you're either going to give it to the government or you're going to have a truck. It's like, that's, that's tempting. So praise the Lord. I was blessed to buy a really nice truck, really nice truck. I love trucks. So I'm really, really excited about that. But here's another thing. Now, as you are building up your business, buying property after property, eventually you're going to have more and more money. Then you don't just buy things. Now, I bought this thing because he said this is best way to bring your taxes down. And I needed it. I don't say needed it. I wanted a truck. It'd be nice to have. So now we have that. Now, when you have your own business, what you're going to do when you need to get expenses to increase for the end of the year so you're not paying taxes, basically you're making too much money or too much, but you can never make too much, but you're making enough where the IRS is now looking at you and you know licking their lips saying, oh, this is a lot of money coming out of this guy. Then you spend money to bring your income down because you have more expenses. You need to spend it on ways to build your business. Like right now, I'm spending money with direct mail going out and finding off-market deals off-market properties. And I talked about, I think it was last week, uh, last week's episode, I talked about how I had a seller reach out to me. Now wants to sell me two properties, but that's all from direct mail. And I'm using a company and the link will be in the description. I think it's uh, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash REI print mail, all one word, but a link will be in the description. And with that, I am actively getting deals with them. And if you use them, they're terrific. They'll literally coach you on how to use them, show you how to use them right, the right wording. When they call and they, they, they call you up, the sellers are going to call you and say, hey, can you buy my property? They'll teach you how to do that. And they'll even, if you use my link, give you a thousand, I think a list of a thousand, maybe 500 um, off-market deals. So they're going to be able to help you out. But that's what you want to do is you want to increase the amount of money that you're spending to make your business better. If it's marketing, you know, sending letters out. If you want to put Facebook ads, if you want to have a radio show, I mean, whatever you want to do that gets the word out to build your business, that is what you want to do. And just imagine in 10 years from now, you get to the point where you have so much extra money that you have to spend money. Like your accountant's telling you, like he's telling me, you have to spend money or you're going to be just giving it to the government. Well, what happens is when you're buying properties, let's say you get 10 properties that make you $250 a month. Well, that's $2,500 a month in passive income and $30,000 a year in passive income that goes into your pocket. 20 properties is $60,000 a year. 40 properties is $120,000 a year. I mean, just you keep scaling from there. Now, when you are investing, what's going to happen is eventually you're going to get properties and it's going to eventually replace your income so you don't actually have to work anymore. But while you're working, you're going to have your W-2 where that W-2, you know, your job, that's going to have taxes coming out. And then you have your properties, you have depreciation there. So as you're building up, you're going to get more income, but then you quit your job. Now, when you quit your job, you're going to decrease in income because you're not going to have your job but hopefully, if you're doing it right, you're going to be using that time, that 40 plus extra hours of your life back to where you're building your own businesses. You're investing in your own things, investing in your own family, like in relationships. And with that, you're going to start making more money. And year after year, if you keep pushing, eventually you're going to get to the point where you now have too much money. I mean, yeah, you can eventually have too much money. Well, in the eyes of the IRS. They're saying, you have too much money now. Give us some. And so you're going to get to the point where I am. It's such a blessing to be here. And so foreseeable future, you know, Lord willing for the rest of my life, I'm going to need to have expenses. But these expenses need to make me money. We don't just spend money. Yeah, you can. Absolutely can. Have fun. You know, because you worked hard. But at the same time, how much better it is would it be 
if you actively use that money that would normally go to the IRS to build your business, to find more properties, to get marketing out there, whatever it might be to build your business. Just like when you spend money and you use a loan, that's debt. If you have good debt, that debt makes you money. If you have bad debt, that bad debt takes money out of your pocket. Same thing if you have money in your pocket. If that money then makes you money, that's good money. If you have money that doesn't make you money, I guess I'm just making this up on the fly, but if you have bad money going out that's not making you money, well, that's technically bad money in a sense. Not nearly as bad as a loan because a loan is just more interest. But think about that. How am I going to use this money to make more money? So it's just a lesson I'm going through right now. Very blessed to have to go through this lesson. And I want you to be ready just like our expert investor that I'm bringing on the show. Now, in the show, we are actively at the Wealth Builders Mastermind. You guys heard me talk about that. But it's a high-level mastermind where awesome investors come together. We had 14 of us, Michael Kwan and myself, business partners in the Wealth Builders Mastermind, as well as 12 other mastermind members in a three-day retreat, a summit. It was absolutely amazing. But I was talking to this gentleman. He's a fantastic investor. I said, you know what? Let me have you on the show because I want the audience, I want my audience to realize that they can scale the business. They can't, they don't have to stop at like three, five, ten properties. You scale your business and become an advanced investor. And then you start investing in other asset classes. And this is why I brought him on the show. He's fantastic. He actually invests literally in the same cities that I invest, which is super fun. You know, we start, I think I started in 2006. He was like 2008-ish. Fantastic investor. Super awesome guy. And here is today's show where I bring on Zach Zimmer to show us how to invest like the pros. All right, here we go. Hey, it's been great. Um, I'm enjoying the time down here in this mastermind, seeing a new city, meeting new people. Um, I'm really liking the concepts we're getting into. Um, you know, it's different things. And yeah, just enjoy good people. And we are literally here sitting in our large Airbnb in New Orleans. And we're literally having the air, the um, mastermind going on right now. And I said, you know what, let's, I was listening to your story. I was like, I have to share this with the audience because of everything that you've done. But at the same time, I could already tell your heart, like you want to help people, which is exactly why I have master passive income. Okay. So Zach, you're a real estate investor. Can you share how many, like when did you start and how many doors do you have or how many properties do you have just so we can get a context and then we can dive in further. Yep. So I started in uh, 2012. Um, I had started to hear, and I'm in Northeast Ohio, south of Cleveland, Akron, Canton. Uh, I'd started to hear about guys, you know, buying up these $30,000, $35,000 properties, throwing them on Craigslist back then to rent them for $800, $850 a month. And yeah, I did the numbers and I'm like, yeah, these numbers make sense, can make three, $350, $400 maybe a month in cash flow. Um, and I was like, okay, let's, let's do this, but I didn't have any money. So I tried to get a loan from my dad, uh, and I, I looked at two crappy duplexes in inner city Canton and he turned me down and, uh, thank well, your dad turned you down. Yep. yep. And I thought, uh, he was just, you know, this idiot, he doesn't understand these numbers. Why wouldn't he give me this loan on these properties? And in hindsight, it was the best thing he ever could have done because if he would have given me the loan on those two D-class duplexes, it would have gone horrible and I would have been done. Um, you know, fortunately, he didn't. Uh, so I waited about I don't know, maybe six months later, I got my bonus. I was an engineering manager, uh, manufacturing company. I got my bonus and it equated, uh, I think, just under 20000 And with that, I bought two... C plus B minus single family houses on uh, Huntington 30 year fixed loans. 
So with I've had a loan with Huntington before too, so I know. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, your first loans, yeah, you can get those thirty-year fixed, and and Huntington's great, especially in, I think they call it like some lower income areas. They have some bonuses and things on closing costs, and yeah, I mean that was it. You know, that money went to work, got those two properties, and and honestly, that's all I thought this was. Like I thought it was it. We're having a kid. We just bought two houses. We're gonna cash flow our, you know, going out spending money for the next eighteen years, and then we'll sell them, and that's gonna pay for, you know, half a college, all a college. Who knows? But that was all I understood at that time. And then probably about another year went by. I found bigger pockets. I started hearing some of. Uh, uh, some of Grant Cardone, and I started to think this could be a little bit more. This could be more passive income. Um, I still didn't understand that I could quit this whole career that I was bred with degrees and MBAs and working up a corporate ladder. I still didn't understand that that could go away. Um, but you fast forward four or five years and add 50 more single families into the portfolio, and it's three times what I made as a director of engineering, and it's passive, right? As we, as we found out, we both enjoy uh, doing a lease option, right? Where we're looking for an owner-occupant mentality, uh, someone that's gonna take care of the home and take us more out of the landlord role and more into kind of a bank role, working with them to repair their credit and then eventually finance them to own this house. So how many properties do you have total, like right now, uh, for you and your family, like you probably have other investments, but like for you and your wife to be able to feed your family, how many do you have? So it went up to about 60 uh, and I stopped pre-COVID when I started funding syndications. So around that time, I felt I had enough single families. I went into about 20 syndications over three years as I sold off single families to other investors, normally uh, more of the coastal investors that were chasing uh, much lower returns than, than I was accepting. And so I sold these properties, I sold 10, 15 properties at about three times each what I had into them. And that funded a lot of the syndications and the, you know, the hard money loans. We talked about lending and notes, um, all these things to just further diversify into the type of investment as well as geographically outside of my local area where I had all those single families. But right now today I'm back buying again and I've come up from 42 back to 46 so far this year. That's fantastic. And I love the area. So we're in Cleveland, but not Cleveland, but like in Ohio, Cleveland, Akron, all those areas like Dayton has also got some great um, uh, Canton. So there's a lot of great areas, but there's a lot of great areas everywhere. I mean, if, if you know how to buy the properties right, you're going to do well. Now, you, we talked about something that I did as well. You mentioned this earlier, but rent to own. Now, I'll tell everybody, and I don't tell my students don't where... Tell everybody. Okay. No, I, I was, well, I'm telling everybody like where I first started investing. It was in 2006. I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't know what a class of property was. It was a property, like a, not a good property and, not a, and a good property. And so I went to Youngstown, Ohio. That's like, you told me you, you, were, you were grew up there. I was like, oh my goodness, that's so fun. But Youngstown's a really rough area. So what I decided to do, and I wanted to pause for a quick second and share that honestly, I really want you to invest in real estate. Now my new goal is to help 1 million people invest in real estate. So two things I would ask from you. Number one, if you get anything out of this episode, please share it with somebody else. Just say, hey, you know, check out Dustin and Master Passive Income. He really wants to help a million people to invest in real estate. That's number one. Number two, I want to get you to invest in real estate. Get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N, 
R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, show you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first. You know, I always talk about that and how to find the right properties, how to make sure you're getting experts to do the work for you and scale the business to where you're making $250 or more in passive income, scale it to quit your job. I'll literally get to you or go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Obviously, it'll be in the description, but I really, really want you to invest in real estate because the more that actual normal everyday people own real estate that are good landlords, the better everybody's life gets. When I say rough, hard to find property managers. Uh, there's a lot more crime there. It's probably a D. Yeah, yes. Yes, everywhere in town. The hardest thing is finding right property managers. So what I decided to do, I don't know, like eight years ago, was I said, you know what? I want to do rent to own because I won't want to own these in 10, 15 years. And I'd love to be able to benefit another family who can't afford a down payment, but they can afford rent. So talk to me about, there's so many benefits. Talk to me about all the benefits that you have doing this rent to own or this, this way to get somebody else into a home where you become the bank. I mean, I think the biggest reason you're going to initially do it is for passivity, right? To not be having to add in either property manager that's going to take margin by managing it or to not be handling phone calls around, right? Tenants, toilets, termites, uh, screen doors, ceiling fans, garbage disposals, right? All those things um, that I know uh, friends of mine that have renters or have pure tenants um, deal with. Um, and then, you know, there's a second option of, hey, you're looking for the right mentality to take care of it, but you're also going to reward that by giving them, you know, a locked in place. They, they're giving them security that so many of these tenants don't get when they get that notice from the landlord, I'm selling the property next month, you're out, right? And that's where a lot of my folks come from is that happens to them, especially during COVID, right? All these landlords started selling their homes that were worth three times. And, and so I give them that, you know, locked in contract for at least four years of, hey, here's your purchase price, here's your monthly, you want to paint, you want to change flooring, make it yours and come to me, you know, when you're ready to get your pre-approval and we'll put together the purchase agreement. That's amazing. And I love how there are no expenses. You know, they're, they're, it's, it's all cash flow. Obviously, if you have a mortgage, you're paying that because it's your mortgage, but it's all cash flow. And you tell the, I tell the tenants, think of me like, like the bank. Like, you don't call the bank if the toilet leaks. No, you don't. Zach, now tell me about the process of scaling your business. Because once you get the first or second, third property, some you know, most investors, be like they're a mom and pop investor, and they, uh, they try to muscle through it, and they take all the calls, they do all the work. To get to 60-plus properties, you have to have, like, you can't do it all yourself. And you want to have a life. You want to have kids. So talk to me about scaling your business. Because that's something I love to teach at Master Passive Income is scaling. Because if you have a business, then that business can't scale. If you're one person, a one-man band, you can't scale. You have only had so many hours a day. So talk to me about scaling your business. Yep. I mean, the first things was the real estate agent. Um, it took you know, connecting through a couple, went through maybe two, three, four, until I found two phenomenal agents um, that covered kind of the two different geographic regions and counties that I was after. It's trusting them to where I didn't have to go look at houses, and I didn't. Um, I, I stopped looking at houses probably around after maybe 15 or 20 that I would just trust what they told me. They send you pictures though, right? Or not? 
Maybe, or maybe I'm, they're just going through it, and I'm hearing what, what it needs. They know my costs because they started to connect with the number two most important thing, your general contractor. So by having a, a great, honest, ethical, completely uh, just phenomenal contractor that honestly would get the keys from the agent, would rehab the house, hand them back to me, I put the tenant in, and it's done. Um, and on flips, I never even went to the house or saw the house. I put the agents responsible to pick the materials because I never wanted to hear from an agent, why'd you pick that paint color? Why'd you pick that counter? Why'd you do that flooring? No, you're accountable. You're telling me this is a good flip. You're going to pick the materials inside of my budget with my GC, and then you're going to be responsible to sell the house. So they would basically make sure that you're going to be making money. It's like and you're putting them accountable. Right. If it doesn't flip at what we targeted, they can't say it was because of something we did with the rehab. <laughs> I, I love it. So at, offline, you're going to have to hopefully help me out and give me some good contacts because when you have a good realtor that's an investor-friendly realtor, because every realtor will tell you, oh, yes, I, I help investors. Oh, yes, I help. No, not they, they all don't. It's, they're, they're a precious few that actually do. Okay, so that is a great way to actively make it more, much more passive because I like making sure that other people are doing the work. I don't want to do the work. Okay, so in scaling your business, now you also collect your own rents, right? That's not normal um, when you get to that many properties. How does that work out for you? So it started with a website called Cozy, which was the best in just simple, great interface, easy for both sides, us and the tenants. Um, and then Cozy was purchased by apartments.com, which is a little, basically the same, just the interface a little bit a little bit more complicated, but um, yeah, everything comes through apartments, everything's ACH, um, you can watch when they send, so you can track everything, and then it hits. Um, so yeah, I mean, pretty much I want everybody onto that. I have some that wanna pay through some different pay apps if they don't use normal bank accounts. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the majority of my time is spent just kind of watching the collections and following up with issues. And Would you ever want to let that go and have somebody else do it. Now, not saying you should, because like all my rent to owns, like it's clockwork. They don't want to lose this, yep. this property. They love that they can rent, do with rent to own. They're paying rent and eventually they can hopefully own the property when it's, when it's all done. And so it's much easier, but the harder parts, like, could you hire a VA to do it? Could you maybe when a kid gets a little older, just train them to do it or something like that? Or is this something you really enjoy to do? I wouldn't say I enjoy it, but I think there's a financial benefit to what we do in having leniency with these tenants. Um, you know, there's a reason they haven't obtained mortgages yet because they month to month have issues. Um, and if, if I handed my portfolio over to a property management company that has to follow a black and white process of, all right, three day notice. And then here's your, your eviction notice. Boom. Like I know I would have 10, 20 times more evictions a year than I do. Um, what I've found, yeah, you know, I, I work through, um, you know, every tenant every year has a, a month or two of hiccups. Something happens, car breaks, um, kid breaks an arm, and yeah, you know, they're going to get late fees, um, but we're going to work through that and eventually get caught up, and that saves, you know, losing a month or two through courts, um, coming in, having to re-carpet, repaint, just to kick this person out, really effective, drastically, negatively affect their life and financially affect us when if we just would have been lenient working through a month or two with them, um, you know, we would have got through that. Well, in these areas too, you do have 
more than not. I mean, this Akron, Cleveland, they're like C plus, can be B, B minus, um, maybe solid Bs. But in general, you're going to have a few more just because it's not like, uh, you know, the, the suburbs of um, like San Francisco or something where they're, you know, high rent district. No, no I mean, it is. It's And I get... I mean, probably 40% of my portfolio are paying late fees every month. It's a big number, you know, it's a lot of late fees when I sum them up at the end of the year. Um, But I mean, the end where the, for me, my goal, and it sounds like it's for you, it's to help people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, doing it, I could just evict, right? If a property management company was there, yes, my late fees would be cut by 75% and the evictions would be way up and people would be, I mean, that's the record. Now they're not getting a good place for a long time, if ever, once they've been evicted. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I work with folks, I like to talk with them and we've had folks that have gone from, yes, you know, paying late fees every month to, okay, a couple of years go by, now they own the house. And then it changes their life. That's fantastic. I love that we can help families. Okay, so, is there, what lessons have you learned along the way that maybe something that really stuck in your brain, like I learned this and this would be a great thing to share for somebody else who wants to scale and wants to become a really good real estate investor? I mean, we touched on it, but we didn't finish it, right? The team, and, and, and that was what got me to where I'm at, and that was you know, two great realtors that looked at houses without me, that knew what we were looking for, a phenomenal contractor, um, lender, right? Well, contractors, I'll quickly say contractors and handymen in that area, they're hard to find good ones that will actually do the work to equality, but then not just skip out on a job. Even if you didn't pay them, you still owe them money. They just, they'll just leave. So it's, yeah. So I hundred percent agree. Yep. And before finding my final and best one, the one before that ended up basically pretty much stealing all the appliances out of the last property he rehabbed, broke into it. Um, yeah, so there are bad ones, but your contractor and then your lender, right? Your lender that you have that relationship with that comes over to my house personally to sign the documents. He knows everything going on. And, you know, you just, you have that assurity of, yep, here, I'm going to execute this. And then Cardone, you know, uh, 10X book is such a great book to really keep you uncomfortable, because if you ever take your foot off the gas, especially in real estate, right, where it could take two months to close on a house. So if you are overwhelmed and you take your foot off the gas, the next thing you know, there's nothing going on because it's, it's that much of a lead time. So you have to keep, you know, that's what I did probably through 2014, 15 and 16 was even though I've got, you know, a vacancy, an eviction, we've got one under contract, we've got another rehab underway. What's the next house I can get under contract? And it, when the going is good, you got to go because now we know, man, we wish we would have bought everything back through those years. Absolutely. I think I stopped buying in that area like 2018 and I wish I would have just kept and continue to buy and buy and buy. And, but there will be great times coming up. Okay. So you've come to the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference twice now, correct? And now you're at the Mastermind Summit. Talk to me about being around other like-minded real estate investors and what brought you to the Wealth Builders Mastermind? Yeah, I mean, as I quote unquote retired and left um, W2 World, I have lost that sense of of belong, right? That sense of contribution, um, that sense of community. Um, You know, I've built a a smaller local community, but I've been wanting to try to connect with more folks, especially, um, you know, that are, that, that, that I can help, you know, that I can partner with, right? That I can learn from, that I can teach. 
um, maybe just cool people, right? That we can go, you know, golf and, and shoot guns and, and travel together. And so, yeah, I mean, RubeCon um, has been, you know, I've been on what, two or three podcasts uh, other than yours since RubeCon of meeting, you know, great people that I like their story, they like my story. Um, you know, we're staying in touch. We're, um, you know, we're learning things. Even, you know, even a seasoned investor, right, that, that's already retired, there's still things to learn, right, from your events. Um, and what I like about here is we're, we're not talking necessarily, you know, we're talking maybe 20% about tactical real estate and 80% about psychology, our beliefs, um, you know, what wealth is, what we're going to do with it, where do we see ourselves. So things that are going to translate to action and, uh, you know, especially for people that already know some of the things to do, why are we doing it and what are we going to do with that information? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what... Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference, I built that. That's like, we do real estate. Like you learn, you grow, you connect with other people. And that's absolutely what we want to do for the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Now for the mastermind, it was we want to help the person to be whole all over, not just in real estate, like internally limiting beliefs gone, uh, building themselves up, making sure we have goals and making sure we're moving forward. And then all the real estate will work its way out because we have the, like that, that perspective that, hey, the world's not out to get me. It's actually, it could be there to help me. So let me move forward. And so that was the vision for having this high level mastermind like this. And plus it's just great getting a bunch of people in one, one area and really just brainstorming. Like the networking going on after the, you know, the times that we're actually in, in, a, in session is so much fun. And we go out to dinner, we have a lot of great times. So Zach, is there anything else that you'd like to share that would help people to invest? I mean, the team was the biggest because you, you're not going to do it yourself. Um, and the right mindset through, you know, there are so many great books out there um, to help get you in the right mindset to just keep going. And, and that's, you know, what are, what are my hindsight things I wish I would have done differently was just, yeah, I mean, when you find something that works, just keep doing that thing and don't get distracted by, you've heard some of my horror stories of, of me getting distracted by shiny things that have caused a lot of pain versus just continuing on with, with single family real estate. And um, so, yeah, get do what works. Don't get distracted by shinier things and you know, keep going. I love it. Do you want to share like social? I'm just. I usually ask like, is there any if it, if you're a podcaster, I would normally ask, you know, how can people find you online? Would you want me to ask that? Because because they will. You'll probably okay. Good. Um, and so Zach, you've given us so much great insights and wisdom. How can people either find you online, maybe check you out on Instagram, but more than likely, you're going to be able to help a lot of people. But yeah, how can they do that? Yeah, I mean, right now it's LinkedIn or Facebook. It's uh, Zach Zimmer, Z-A-C-H-Z-I-M-M-E-R. Um, and as we've talked about, I might be building something bigger um, you know, that people would be able to come to. But for right now, those are the best places to connect with me. Awesome, Zach. Hey, it's been so fantastic hanging out with you for these last couple of days. I'm excited we have one, like this full rest of this day. But man, the time goes by so fast because we do so much together and it's such a blessing. So Zach, thank you so much for being on the show. All right, thanks for having me. And that is it for today. Go ahead and get my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. You can also join my real estate wealth builders group coaching. Get all my courses. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next show. See ya. See ya.